Were vital clues to the Christchurch terrorists' plans missed by police? And did Parliament staff treat the threat with the gravity it deserved? Those are questions the inquest into the deaths of the 51 victims of the shootings grappled with today. Timothy Brown was in court. Just before taking the one-and-a-half-kilometre drive from Leslie Hills Drive to Elnor Mosque, white supremacist Brenton Tarrant sent his 74-page manifesto to Parliament. It was received at 1.33pm and forwarded from one staffer to another, who then rang 111. This is the police. Where is your emergency? Uh, I'm just getting an email that's been sent to Parliament. Um, which appears to be indicating someone claiming that they've carried out an attack in Christchurch or planning an attack on Christchurch. What the staff member who called the police didn't know is that the terrorist was already in the mosque murdering worshippers. The staffer, who has name suppression, told the coroner's court he called police a minute or two after receiving the threat and forwarded them the email while on hold with 111. However, the operator who took the parliament staffer's call didn't classify it with the highest possible priority. Inspector Ian Harris, who was acting national operations manager for the police's communications centre at the time of the attack, told the court it was prioritised based on the information provided. The information within, uh, at best, the eight minutes was available in a form that um, wasn't um, precise or detailed. It certainly didn't um, indicate that uh, the plans um, to a detailed uh, form in the form that they were conveyed. The information relayed by the staff are played as part of the inquest today. Claiming to have been using a band full of TATP explosives. Oh, sorry, no, claiming to use firearms. Claiming to use firearms. Yeah. Probably in a with yeah. uh, It's a reference to a mosque, so it looks like Christchurch and Linwood mosques potentially, if they exist. The staffer also gave the name of the terrorist. Council assisting the coroner, David Bolt, says all of that is key, considering the terrorists did not arrive at the Linwood Islamic Centre, where seven worshippers were murdered, until eight minutes after the Parliament staffer provided the information. This information was missed completely. You would agree that this information played no role whatsoever in the police response that afternoon? Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with with that, as the information became understood, it was information that was acted on. Um, mm. No one acted on this information in the eight minutes when it could have made a difference, did they? Mr Harris says not giving it the highest possible priority was not a mistake. During his phone call to 111, the staffer labelled the manifesto's writer a nutter and a crank. That led to one of the lawyers for some victims' families, Anna Price, questioning if the man took the threat seriously enough. You acknowledge you hadn't had a good look at it yourself. You can see a motivation, which is white supremacy, and you're drawing conclusions that, of course, just a nutter, and it will be a nutter, I'm sure. What do you have to say about that? I've been reading a, an email for one minute. I've got some concerns. Uh, I've drawn some very quick conclusions, but still have those concerns that I felt needed to be reported through to police. However, a lawyer acting for other victims' families, Anne Tui, says that's not the conclusion they drew. 
My clients take a, a different tack to the, to the questions you've just had. I, I want to suggest to you that you did perceive this as a threat immediately because you did, within a very short space of time, call 111 and also escalate the email as we saw. The Parliament staffer says the threat did stand out. He described it as an outlier among the many concerning communications received at Parliament. The inquest continues tomorrow. And that report was from Timothy Brown.